Al, we thought this week would just be a normal week and we would just talk about some stuff, you know, nothing nothing too wild or out of the blue would happen. Right. But then that was definitely not the case this past Tuesday. No. No. Definitely not. No. Uh so we're gonna we're gonna talk about a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. And some other stuff as well. Yes. Here on episode what is this, two sixty five of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Owen Ladium. Hello. And yeah, we're gonna talk about some news. News and an old game. News. Yep, that's the news song. Yep. Sure is. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Nothing quite like waking up and learning, hey, Microsoft bought a new studio, and you're just like, ah, oh, whatever, it's probably something, some some small studio, whatever. Nope. No, it's Activision Blizzard. <laughs> yep. Um, you're just like, well, uh, excuse me? So my, my friend Phil tweeted something earlier, and I retweeted it because it, it basically just summed up my entire like thought process on this. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said, time to check Twitter one more time for heading to work. Surely no big game industry news in the last five minutes. Um, and then it is an angry little cinnamon toast crunch. It says, what the cinnamon toast f- is this? <laughs> and that was that was really just how I felt when I saw that this morning. I was like, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard. Well, to be they're fair, they have, not, they have not bought them yet. They are they're... looking to acquire them. This is pending, you know, things going through, potential government intervention, maybe. Yeah. Their intention is to buy. Yes. How's that wording? That's That seems a little bit better. Um, the, the deal is for almost... Seventy billion dollars. I can't even wrap my head around that. Which is a lot of money, but that gives them, you know, everything that's under the Activision Blizzard umbrella, including Activision and all their properties, Blizzard and all their properties, uh, King Games, which is like Candy Crush. So that's a big money maker in and of itself. Yeah, well, and like, and I don't know, Call of Duty. Call of Duty, like all of the the back catalog that they have and all that sort of stuff, which is uh, it's a lot. It's a it lot. It is a lot. But, of course, this all comes under, you know, the scrutiny of, you know, Activision Blizzard having all of the problems that it's been having over the past year or so, and it's... Well, it's come to light in the last year or so. It's come to light in the last year, yes. You're, 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 <laughs> um, These issues have been going on for a while. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting, interesting thing. Yeah. Um... It's it, it sure is it sure is some news. Yep. Um I I saw um Jason Schreier talking about like antitrust laws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are these gonna become relevant? Um and I saw some some very, very angry humans on the tweeters. Shocking. Shocking. Um, and I mean, like the big thing that everybody was asking when this news came out is, well, what about Bobby? Yeah. 
because everybody wanted to know about Bobby. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still would like some confirmation 100% on what's going to happen, but like. The, the the original news that was like talked about was like, oh, he's going to stay on throughout, like, I guess, like the rest of it until the deal becomes official, which potentially if it does, it's like a year and a half from now or something. Yeah. Um, but there's like more reporting that's been coming out more recently that says like if the the deal goes through, eventually he is. It, it, once the deal, if it goes through, once it's official, he's gone. Yeah. They're cutting ties with him like pretty much immediately, which makes sense because like I think the Microsoft uh, news uh, briefing about it talked about how like all of Activision Blizzard would just basically go to report to Phil Spencer. Yes, that's what they said. So, I would assume he probably would not want to keep him around. I mean, you don't you really want need... to keep the goodwill of Microsoft going. Right, right. Like, you you don't want people to be upset. Um, you also don't need two CEOs there. No. Um, and, like, that would be a good way to, and I know this is, like, capitalism at work, but that would be a good way to be like, look, we're doing something about this problem. and like try and get like some goodwill back towards Activision Blizzard Mm -hmm. and their properties um I mean it's it's smart um he's still gonna walk away with like a metric butt ton of money oh yeah 100% like a metric butt ton like people talk about golden parachutes that dude definitely has a golden parachute Mm -hmm. um it's amazing how you could just be like an absolute person and just get paid for it. It seems like it happens a lot. A lot. <laughs> Not just in gaming, but like everywhere. Everywhere. Terrible. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. What do you think about this? It seems bad. In the fact that we are very, we are inching further and further into like monopolistic territory, mm-hmm. which I, there's people who are like, "Oh, this doesn't seem like a monopoly." I don't know what you're talking about, and it's like you are off your rocker for one, but also like this is just like the Microsoft stuff when they had been acquiring a lot of studios was like, you know, people were raising some red flags here and there, being like, you know, like, "Hey, this is like." This can be good for some studios, but, like, them going out and just, like, in terms of, like, grabbing so many studios, like, seems like it could potentially lead us down a bad road. And then there was the Bethesda. Yeah, Bethesda being, like, one of the big ones that kind of really started setting off red flags. And now them buying out, like, the biggest third-party publisher Yep. is not a good precedent. No. For the no. industry as a whole. It's like, no. if you want healthy competition and, like, the industry to, like, be good and everything, you don't want everything to conglomerate under one banner. No. You don't that's want to become the Disney, Disney of video games. <laughs> I was literally about to say Disney. Um, so, yeah, like, I think there's going to be potential, like, people are going to look into this. Whether or not yeah. they actually do anything about it is the other question, which I would be shocked if actually anything comes of that same i'd be absolutely like, shocked if anything happened i feel like the government like the ftc is going to just like look at it and be like oh, we don't care who cares what's a video game 
Does this have anything to do with like violence in video games? No, we're not interested. Yeah, we Get don't out care. of here. Is Facebook involved? No. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> we don't. But care. also, we're gonna we're also gonna look the other way on Facebook, though. Yeah. Um. This doesn't solve the problems of Activision Blizzard. No, it 100%. does not. Like if if they if they want to actually clean Activision Blizzard up, they're going to have to do a lot of work to clean Activision Blizzard up. Um, and I feel like that's something that should have maybe been mentioned in in like their press statement of like, hey, we're going to do some work to like turn things yeah. around and get some goodwill back with the the consumers or something like that. Like you you don't just get Activision Blizzard and not address everything's been going on. Yeah. And like they've got to do a big clean sweep and they've got to do a lot of changes in terms of like the atmosphere there and the working environment like this is not an overnight fix. No. Unfortunately. And this is like if it it also feels like, you know, like we are also going to sweep under the rug that like there's multiple teams with under the Activision Blizzard umbrella right now they're striking and have been striking right? for weeks now. Right. And, like this is going to be like, oh, whatever, who cares? Da, 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 da. Like there is a lot of work that needs to be done here if like if this goes through and if they want to clean up things to make it not just a complete show. I feel like the thing I'm worried about and I'm I'm almost fairly certain this is what's going to happen is that like Bobby sucks and he needs to be out, but I'm afraid they're going to like scapegoat and be like, "Oh, look, Bobby's out, so everything's fine now." Yeah. And like that's not the case. No, like this is definitely not just a one person deal. Mm -hmm. No. This is I mean, a, you know, systemic problem that has been that has infiltrated the entire company and like, you know, it's a problem within the entire industry as well. Like you can't just scapegoat one person and be like, "Job's done. We did it." <laughs> like that's World not how this peace, works. Everybody. Yeah. No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not how this works. And so like there's there's got to be a lot of cleanup that happens and I'm sure that like I'm sure that it's going to be a real rough thing to do if they actually do anything about it. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm mainly just worried they're going to be like, oh, look, we got rid of Bobby. We did things. Aren't you proud of us? Yay. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. It's entirely a possibility. It is. Um. I guess if you want to talk about this as from a game's perspective. Mm -hmm. How long do they wait to make Activision Blizzard games Xbox exclusive games? Or do they do that for all of them? Like, I feel like you can't do that for Call of Duty. Like, you it can't. makes too much money on other platforms to be able to do that. I mean, like, obviously the other platform would be the PlayStation. Because you could still put it out on PC with mm -hmm. Game Pass there. But I don't think you would. it would be a smart business decision to do that. But I think if you wanted to do, like, the Blizzard stuff, like, I don't think that would be a big deal. Like, oh, no, Overwatch is Xbox exclusive now. I don't think people would be that up in arms about it. I think that that's probably the case, that, like, that kind of stuff will be Xbox exclusive. Mm -hmm. um, because... Like, there was some talk even with Bethesda when this happened. There was some stuff that's like, oh, this will be on other consoles. And I'm like, 
but all this other stuff, it's only for Xbox. Um, like that's that's definitely going to be the case. They're not going to buy Activision Blizzard just to like do everything multiplat, but you have to with Call of Duty, I think. Yeah, I mean Minecraft is still multi-platform. Yes. So there is precedent there, but like the Bethesda stuff has obviously been a different thing because they had to like honor some deals that had been made prior to the acquisition, but mm-hmm. then they were like, you know, going forward, all that stuff's on Microsoft platforms. Right. But like Call of Duty is such like a big entity that I can't, I can't see them actually just be like, no, that's, that's ours now. We're just going to, we're not going to get all this money from Sony and everything and all the Sony people who play on, on the, on that hardware, which is probably the, the place where most people play Call of Duty, yeah. I would presume. I would presume. So I don't see like why you would do that. But again, everything else I think would be fair game. I wonder if they would do like a separate or like introduce a new tier of Game Pass that would just be like, you get Game Pass and also a subscription for World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Wild. Which is another thing that probably needs some addressing at some point. Yeah. With how much yeah. of a mess that game is. Yeah. How about that? Oh boy, there's a lot of work there. There is a lot of work there. Yeah. I can't. I can't wait for uh, Microsoft to unveil their new mascot, Crash Bandicoot. Oh right, right. <laughs> Which would be very <laughs> funny. That would be funny. What a troll move that would be. So yeah, um, that was a that was a wild thing to wake up to. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Um. I. Like, the very first thing that I did when I saw it was send it to you, and I knew you were asleep, but I figured that, like, as soon as you woke up, you'd see it, so. I'd be like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) It's not April Fool's yet. No, no, it's, it's, um, Jared's birthday Eve, here you go. Um. (laughs) Great, happy birthday to me. (laughs) Microsoft's trying to buy Activision Blizzard. Yeah, it's just what I always wanted. Yay! Oh, man. The worst part about any time we see, like, acquisition news or anything like that is that, like, the other side of the console war would be like, well, this company's got to get the other this other company now, too. Yeah. We got to go tit for tat. Yeah. So there's a lot of people being like, oh, somebody's got to go buy Square or something like that. And it's like, that's that's stupid. Don't stop. Shut up. <laughs> Don't encourage this. Stop. Um, there was something else that annoyed me earlier. Oh, um... There were a bunch of like Sony dudes on a lot of the things. They're like, "Oh yeah, you know they gotta buy the studio so they can have triple A's because they can't make their own like Sony." I'm like, "I, you don't understand how this works, do you?" No. No, you you don't understand. Please stop, sir. Also, like console wars man there's so much more that you could put your energy into like god stop giving a about it please people Mm -hmm. none of these companies care about you none of them they don't care zero they don't care they They just want your money money secret money Um, so yeah, stop, stop defending major corporations on Twitter, people. 
<sighs> if only that would be a thing. Yay! Are we having fun yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you want to talk about something actually fun? Are we going to talk about something that's actually fun? Yeah, Mario 64. Well, I guess we're not talking about anything that's going to be fun. Don't lie to the people. <laughs> Don't lie to the people. I would never lie to the people. Lie to the people. So yeah, uh, we played a bit of Super Mario 64 over the weekend. By we, I mean I played it and Al was watching and telling me where to go. And I was also not going in the way that you're supposed to play the game. Nope, you were not at all doing it the way you're supposed to play the game, but that's fine. I am a Mario expert. I would like everyone to know that and, you know, put I'm that still, on record. I'm still so mad about those things that you did. I'm still so mad about them. How? Uh, well, you know, there is one way to describe that, and that is um, get good. And I have already gotten good. Wow. As a wow. Mario expert. <laughs> get out of here. Don't get good me. Don't you get good me. Oh, man. Get out. So we basically were playing this because, like, we were just wanted to hang out and chit-chat. And I've never played through Mario 64 in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Legitimately. Still but... well, I still haven't, but, like, I know. I've, I've seen enough of the game. And I know the stuff about it. I played. We played a good chunk of it. We did. Um, when we played it, so we just want to talk about it regardless, and so we didn't have to, so we didn't have to wait to, to finish it and all that because it doesn't really matter. Um, it doesn't. I've played it like a little bit here and there. I play. I had the Super Mario sixty four DS version. Oh God. But I don't remember anything from that. I think I played it, it a was, little bit. It was just like. Eh. It was not a good version. So this is me coming to it, obviously through a 2022 lens and also like knowing about it through osmosis and everything and watching playthroughs of it and speed runs and all that sort of stuff so like this isn't like oh wow this is the first time i've seen super mario 64 it's like no i know about this game i know how this is i know how the camera is and all that sort of stuff this is nothing new to me (laughs) in contrast there's me who got this with my launch 64 Mm -hmm. so Um, you you were the person who got to to experience this the way it was supposed to be experienced where it's like the first time you see it and you're like oh my god what is this this is amazing what is this video game it was mind-blowing right at the time. it was completely mind-blowing and like i might have to get maxwell to stop sitting on game boy um oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it um you know, everything made sense. Like, the controller was fine then. I thought the camera was fine then because, like, I didn't know any better. Uh, everything looked amazing. Get off your little brother. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Maxwell, don't sit on him. Maxwell <laughs> takes his revenge. He was just full and sitting on him. <laughs> oh my god, sorry. I had to remove my cat's butt from my entire other cat. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yes, I I played it the way that it was supposed to be experienced. And I, I played it a lot since then. Um, I've played it on the 64 several times. Um, 
And I've played it. I've played it other places too. I mean, it's been on a lot of different systems. It's been on a lot of different systems. Um, so like I played Mario 64 pretty regularly. Um, and like I I basically like I know where most of the things are and how to do most of the things, which was helpful for like walking you through things. Mm-hmm. Um, although a lot of it was just fun to watch you explore and see where the hell you ended up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, uh, it's a fun game and I like it a lot and I've played it quite a bit. And so we have very different, um, I guess experiences starting out with Mario 64. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Very different. (laughs) It was incredible when it first came out. It was so incredible. Like everything was just... You can't deny that. Like that is a... Mm. That's a fact. Yeah. The the problem comes when like I don't think it's a game that's aged well. For people who are like seeing it for the first time, like like and are playing it for the first time. Like I don't think you can like you can't replicate the experience people had in 1996 playing it for the first time now. No, you can't. And I mean like I will 100% say that like Mario Galaxy, Mario Odyssey, much better games. Right. Much, much better games. They play better. They look better. They just function generally better. Um, but, like, Mario 64 for the time was amazing. And, like, I still enjoy playing mm-hmm. it. I think that, and we've both talked about this before, like, that era of games has not aged particularly well. No, like, it's, you know, early 3D stuff is, you know, sketchy. Yeah. Is one way to put it. Because, like... A lot of companies didn't really know how to, you know, make 3D games in that way because they've been making 2D games for so many years and everything. So they're just like, I don't know, we're just throwing stuff out there and seeing if it works or not. I don't know, we'll we'll try it, I guess. But it makes it so, like, a lot of those games, you know, despite being, like, iconic or, you know, revolutionary, are hard to go back to. Yeah. I mean, like, I will a thousand percent every single time I would pick the 3DS version of Ocarina of Time to play. Mm-hmm. Um, same with Which, like, they did Mask. work for that. They did work for it, and they made it so that it functions a lot better. And so, yeah. like, I know that a people that a people that people are always like, oh, you know, the 64 version of Ocarina of Time. That's like the definitive version. It's like mm, they did so many things. Their quality of life improvements in the 3DS version. It's a lot better. I know that's a controversial statement, but it's a lot better. I'm going to give you one statement that that's the reason why Mario 64 is a bad game. A bad game or has not aged well a game? A bad game and it should not have existed. Wow. And that comes from Tetsuya Nomura. Why would you ever put because any kind of credence on what he says? He said Super Mario 64 prompted the creation of the Kingdom Hearts series. So all I'm oh. saying is that Mario 64 gave us Kingdom Hearts, and that's the reason that we should banish the game forever. Alternatively, <laughs> let's just let's just ban Nomura and Kingdom Hearts. No, we can't. That's just not how time works. I mean, I think it's a more logical decision, and then you also avoid things like Final Fantasy 15 and um, like all stupid stuff that went with like the movie and the anime and whatever else he decided to do with that including the outfits that you could buy for like thousands of dollars 
Just saying. Also, you wouldn't have had the weird retcon of like Cloud being like angsty all the time. That would have been nice. Advent Too children shame. wouldn't have existed. You know, I think that like if 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 Nomura had stopped making games around like 2002, 2001, when did Kingdom Hearts come out? Like 02? So 2001. If he had stopped making games around then, life would have been better. No, he would have just been, he would have gone off to do something else and ruin some other medium. Anyways, that's, we're getting, <laughs> off, we're getting off topic here. Are we? Yes. All right. We're here to talk about Mario 6-4. Yes, yes, yes. And not Mario 128. Mario's dump truck of a butt. <laughs> it's the second Mario's time. Mario's pervert crawl. His pervert crawl. <laughs> It's the second time we've gotten to talk about dump truck butts uh, this month. It's true. Back to back weeks. Back to back weeks. Back yep. to back. Ah. Um, but yeah, the pervert crawl is is quite a thing. It's feel good. <laughs> um. Yeah, like there's so much you could talk about this game in terms of just like legacy, weird stuff, reception, all that sort of stuff. But, um. I kind of want to just talk about it from my point of view of playing it, like trying to play it legitimately mm-hmm. for the first time. And that is like, I can, so I can see how people would like this game and everything. Like the way, you know, it moves and everything, how like the, the levels are designed and all that sort of stuff, how it, you know, is it just a complete overhaul from what you would expect a Mario game to be from Super Mario World to this and yeah. everything like that. I don't like like I said before. Like, I don't think the controls are that great. There are times where like you feel like you can you can see like the the light at the end of the tunnel being like they're close. You mm-hmm. know, there's a there's just like something there's something there. Like if there was just like a little, they were fine tuned a little bit better. Like man, these could be so good. But then you get to points of the game where you're just like, God, these controls are. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there's one thing that we can agree with on Mario sixty four. And that is that flying is terrible. Yeah. Not yeah, a good the, addition. The the flying cap is absolute hot garbage. The controls for it, not good. It's true. I, it's the worst hat. I might even go to say that, like, because there's the three power-ups in the game, right? The flying hat, the vanish hat, and then the metal Mario hat, right? Yep. It's a real weak class of power-ups for a Mario game. I mean, the metal one's pretty cool. It gives you that cool song, but like... When you compare it to like the previous Mario games, like there's nothing here that's iconic. There's nothing here that like you're like, oh wow, I really want to use that power-up. Like all the other games, you know, had the the big mushroom, the fire flower, the cape in Mario World, Tanuki Suit in 3, like... The... The boot that you could get in. The boot. Like, none of that's here. Like, none of the charm of those power-ups are here. It's just like, I don't know, we kind of just made some stuff, I guess. I don't know. Shrug shoulders. <laughs> so that's disappointing. Um, 
I do, I like the idea of the levels where, like, you can go in and kind of choose what you want to do in terms of, like, trying to get stars and everything. Mm-hmm. I think my only issue with that is, is that it also hinders you on level design because, like, you again, you look back to previous Mario games where, like, there's so many different diverse levels and everything. And while they might have, like, similar tile sets of being, like, in same areas, quote-unquote, like, you know, you're getting different stuff, like, you know, every level you go into. Whereas with this, you pretty much are confined to each world. And they really don't do a whole lot to change up those worlds this outside of like they do like things here and there, but it's not like you're going into a new level every time you go into that level. So you're losing out on a lot of like level variety, I think, when it comes to this game, because they really want to show off like the three D components of the game and all that sort of stuff, which like obviously from a technical standpoint, you're not gonna be able to make, you know, fifty different three D levels for this game and make them all good. Which is they probably compromised mm. to be like, okay, we're gonna make, you know, how many, however many hub worlds are in this game, well, like ten maybe, something like that. I think it's that. Whatever. Well, like how, like the small amount that they have. Yeah. And you know, we'll just make all of those seem, you know, pretty good, but we'll just like do a little bit of tweaks here and there once you go back in and have to redo a level 15. and do all that sort of stuff. So, I think that's a little bit of a downgrade. When you compare it again to previous Mario games, because um, like you could have, there could have been some like interesting things with like you know a whole lot of different levels. But like I said, I think the way they wanted this game to be such a 3D showcase, mm-hmm. you can't really do that if you have a lot of levels, because like you're basically sacrificing design and you know intriguing choices to do within those levels. If there's so many levels, whereas if you have a smaller amount of levels, you can make good hub worlds that, you know, allow you to go back in and do certain things here and there. I mean, some of the hub worlds do change, or some of the worlds do change, like uh, the Wasp yeah, yeah, Fortress, yeah. after you defeat him, he, he becomes a tower. Jolly yeah. Roger Bay, like, your first um, task is to, like, go to the sunken ship, and then that, like, rises up in the next one. But it's not um, like you're getting completely different levels each time. It's like they'll do subtle tweaks here and there, changes here and there. But it's not like, oh, here's a just completely different level in this, you know, hub world. Right. I mean, like, I, I'm trying to think of the other ones that change. Like, I, I think that there's some really creative stuff. Like the the wet dry world um, is a really interesting one because depending on where you jump into the painting, like, changes how the level's gonna look. Um, so like if you jump at the very, very top, like the water is going to be at the very, very top and that changes what you can interact with. Um, same with like, if you jump at the medium water is going to be at the medium jump low, it's going to be low and it changes what you can actually interact with when you're, when you're there. Um, Mm -hmm. same with like tiny, huge, which I'm noticing like wet, dry, tiny, huge, um, tiny, huge, depending on which painting you jump in changes like how you can actually interact with that world. Because if you're in the tiny version of it, um Mario's massive and like can completely obliterate like large portions of the world but if, if you're in the huge version of it you're tiny and um like everything else is big so like there are there are some variations that I think are really like really creative and fun um like tiny huge is one of my favorites I love tiny huge um it also works negatively in some cases, like TikTok clock. Um, depending on where you jump in the clock, like on time, 
Um, it'll either be a very speedy clock and everything in the world moves very, very fast. I don't like that. Um, or it stops time and then nothing's moving. So like you can't access certain parts because you can't move, like you can't have certain elements that you need to climb to, to move. Mm-hmm. Um, so like TikTok clock is probably one of my least favorites. TikTok clock and Rainbow Ride are my least favorites, I think. But anyway, um, there there is some variation there. And, and I think that like considering what they had to work with here, like they did a pretty good job. Right, like I'm not saying there is. I'm not saying there isn't. It's just like when you look back at the other games, like there's so many different levels that you get to go to. So like having such a smaller subset of that kind of, you know, is a bit disappointing. But it kind of became like the way of Mario games after that, like of 3D Mario games. Yes, yes, yes. Because they, they basically continued the, the more level-focused, or, like, I guess more diverse level-focused idea when they would do 2D Mario stuff here and there. Similarly to how Ocarina Time basically became the Zelda formula. <laughs> Which was based off A Link to the Past. Right. But also, like, that was, like... It, 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 <laughs> 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 um... But, like, Zelda games going forward did definitely take a lot from Ocarina. Which All I'm saying is that the, <laughs> the N64 ruined Mario and Zelda. Um, Because it was a bad console. No, it was not a bad console. Majora's Mask existed, and it was amazing. Bad controller. That's right. <laughs> I mean, can't argue with you that. Don't have, you don't have three hands. Come on. Sorry, I, I threw my third hand away. Dang it! And that's what you needed to make the sixty-four controller work properly. Mm-hmm. Um, it works better for me than a lot of controllers, but like in retrospect, it's not a good controller. I admit that. No. Um, but like at the time, it was fine. I didn't hate it. It seemed, okay, so here's something I was thinking of the other night. Okay. It is baffling to me that Nintendo got the basic controller layout that we use today right with the Super Nintendo mm-hmm. and then abandoned it for near for like 15 years until they're like, oh, right, we made a good controller layout. We should just use that again. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with them? <laughs> I mean, a lot, but... What is wrong with you people, Nintendo? A lot. You made a good controller. You don't have you don't mess it up. Ay, ay, ay. No, but I yeah. mean like people will argue up and down for the GameCube controller. No, no. No. Super Nintendo Joy Con controllers, much better. The Joy Cons aren't really that much better, I would say. <laughs> But also, like, I have big hands, so those are very tiny. But for you, they they're, would be good. It's for me, the I'm perfect just like, controller oh, they're tiny. They're tiny. Perfect, perfect so controller for me. Put it on the little dock, and it's just fabulous. It's the perfect size controller. Hurts my hands after a while. I love it. The other controllers hurt my hands after a while because they're too big. Well, you get bigger hands. Well, I can't. This is what I was given. 
my body said you get tiny hands. I'm like, well, all right then. Can't like eat a bunch of carrots and make my hands grow, even though I don't like carrots. I right. tried that with my vision and it didn't work. Well, it's because carrots are bad. Yeah, they're terrible. They're gross. They're real gross. Grody. Anyways, Mario 64. Mario 64, you caught a rabbit. I caught a rabbit and you got real mad about it. I'm so mad about that still. I don't I don't understand. I'm a Mario expert. Mm-hmm. I wanna tell you a secret about that. Okay. That I rewatched and I realized what I was doing. So I went okay. around that corner, blindly dove, and it was yep. like that'd be funny if I caught it like this. <laughs> and then I caught it like that. Yep. Uh. I'm a Mario expert. <laughs> um, the Boo one is also just bananas. I feel like that one's more dumb because it's like, it's just like stupid. <laughs> you just like slid off of the middle thing and killed him with your butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's not an attack or anything. It's just a slide. It wasn't even something I was doing intentionally. It was just like, I went up and it was like, oh, okay, I guess I win. <laughs> so funny. Skill. Mario expert. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, but also, like, wall kicks were hard, so. Well, it's because I didn't understand them. Yeah, that's fair. I Sorry, I didn't, read the, I didn't read the instruction it. manual, which obviously didn't come with this. Um. Um, so I, to be I, took, fair, I took wall kick very literally. <laughs> to be fair, um, they do explain it on one of the things that you were given. You just didn't read any of the instructions. What am I, a reader? I'm here to play games. I don't even you know reading my games. You have an English degree. Yeah, I, I can speak the English language. That's what That's what it tells you. Oh no! Does that mean I can't? Because I have a history degree. No, you can only speak historical. No. Okay. Well, dang. Ye old English. Ye old English. I'm gonna talk to you in ye old English. Ye. Mario 64. Oh no! <laughs> Bringing in Jared and Al now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was gonna, but yeah, that is in the instructions at one point in the game. It tells you how to do it, but you didn't read that. So I think I did read it, but I still misinterpreted it. That's fair. Because I, I um, the way the way I thought it described it was that like you would just if you wanted the wall kick you would jump and punch the wall, and that's what I kept doing. I was like, this isn't working. I don't know how to do this. And then something in my brain like snapped, and then it was just like, what if I have to just jump off the wall, and that's how it works? And then I did it, and I was just like, oh, okay, I guess that's how that works. Well, and you skipped the snow level. Um, yes. And that one specifically has a wall kick star that you have to get. Well, that's the game's fault for letting me explore and be a menace and go wherever I want. <laughs> and be like, okay, I did the first level. I'm going to go to the eighth level now. Yep. That's the game's fault, not mine. Going to go fight Bowser twice. Yeah. Oh, that's another one that changes. Um, you know the the board Bowser sub star. 
Yes. And, and um, Dire Dire Docks. Dire Dire yes. Docks is completely different after that because the sub leaves. Well, he ate his sandwich, so he had to go. Gave him the poops. Oh no! Oh no! Poor Bowser. He's a uh, he's quite interesting looking in Mario sixty four, isn't he? He is. I mean, I think he's more interesting looking in like Mario Kart or Mario Tennis. Mario Tennis, he's a menace. He's a menace. He got his tan on. He's a he's orange and he does some kind of weird thing on the menu. Maybe not as weird as Donkey Kong, but still a weird thing that he does on the menu. It's real messed up. Real messed up. Um, the Teds also look a little bit different in Mario 64. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think and everything's kind of funky. Stars. Just because, like, like we said, this is their first real big foray into 3D games. Like, obviously they had done stuff on... Super Nintendo with like 3D FX chips and all that sort of stuff. Like this is their first like real big like we're actually you know making a fully realized 3D game. And right. With that comes the fact that like some of the models are gonna look wonky, which like I think everything from that time period is gonna have that problem. I mean like uh, I mean like I said, uh, look at like the difference between Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy IX when Square was like. I don't know, we made these blocky-ass-looking characters, and then by the time you get to 9, it's like, hey, we actually know how to make characters in this engine, yeah, like, on this hardware. Look at, these, look at these Popeye arms. Everybody has Popeye arms, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they do not have Popeye arms. That's not how arms usually work. You didn't have to make them that blocky, my dudes. Um, but yeah, there's a huge difference between 7 and 9. Um, 9 is very good. People should play nine. I think if you would, if they had put out like a sequel to sixty four, on the sixty four, mm-hmm. the the quality of like the models, the art style, and all that stuff would have taken a like significant jump. Maybe not a significant jump, but like it would have taken at least a pretty big jump. Right. No, from I like agree. What it looks like in here to potentially what it could have looked like in a sequel or whatever they would have done. Yeah. I, I 100% agree with you. Because they were, I guess, making and, that... They were making a quote-unquote sequel for the 64DD, so... Yeah. That would have also given them more power to do better art stuff and, you know, better modeling and all that sort of stuff, so... You would have to be fair that it would look a lot better. You would. Um, To be fair, you didn't see her, but you probably have because you've watched videos. Like... Yeah. Peach doesn't look that bad. Peach really does not look that bad in this. Yeah. In terms of like 3D models, she looks pretty okay. Yeah. So like, they're not all bad. No, but like, it, it is obviously a game from 1996. So like, you're not going to look at that and be like, this yeah, is really no. good 3D era modeling and art style. It's like not, it looks a little funky. This is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. It looks a little funky here and there. No, I agree with you. I I do think the funny looking Teds are fun though. Yes, and they're they're invisible. They're all... For some and reason. Like, hey, <laughs> we're stuck here. I'm like, cool, whatever. <laughs> Give Sucks me your you. star. I'm out of here. Amazing. 
this game should have given you a Far Cry ending where, like, as soon as you go in and Bowser tells you to leave, you just go back, you turn around and leave, and it's like, oh, game over, credits. You did do that. Yeah, but it should actually make that an ending. Oh. Just rolls credits as soon as you, like, leave the area. Oh, my God. Bowser's like, nobody's home. Okay, well, I guess I'm nope, out see you later. Guess I'll come back later. I was promised cake. I was little cake was here. Cake? Oh, we're waiting on the waiting on the baker to bring the cake. Come back later. No, no, Peach made the cake. She said she made us cake. She, Maybe she, she ran out of delicious I think, cake. She, she ran out of ingredients. She had to go to the store. That's fair. He's like, oh no, I guess I'll come back later. <laughs> Mamma mia. Mamma mia. <laughs> oh boy. So is there anything you actually do like about this game? I mean, like, like I said, I think, like, there are times when the controls, like, you really feel like, oh, these, there's the possibility, like, these controls could be really good. Like, I understand, like, why people still play this game to this day. Like, why it such, has such a big speedrunning, like, presence and community and all that sort of stuff. Because, like, I feel like there's, like I said, there's points where, like, you feel like, oh, man, there's something here. But then there are other times where I'm just like, Bleh. Like the flying cap? Yeah. Also, like, turning around is just not good. <laughs> it's very more camera-based, and, like, that's just not great. Um, I think it is one of those things that, like, if I had seen it and experienced it, you know, firsthand when I was younger, when I was, you know, six years old in 1996, like, yeah, I would have been blown away and thought this game was just the cat's pajamas and been amazing and all that sort of stuff but you know for me coming to it later and obviously seeing videos of it and all that sort of stuff like i just don't have i can't have that same experience like it's just impossible for me to have that experience that like you've had and so many other people have had right so like it's one of those things that like you i have to look at it i can't look at it through like rose colored glasses and be like oh well you know put myself in 1996 shoes and think how how I would feel like that's just impossible but like I can right. I can come to respect it as like you know this you know iconic revolutionary game like I mean, obviously that's been a thing that you know it's always been the case like despite what I've ever, I've ever said about it before like it's obviously something like I can respect <laughs> and all that sort of stuff um so all of that with all that being said I think it's still kind of a meta game <laughs> Do you think it's a bad game, or do you just think it's a game that could have, like, aged better? I think if it had aged better, it would be a much better experience. I think the problem with it is the fact that it is a 3D game from the mid-90s, and that is something that just hurts it so much. It's, it's that era it's just an early well. 3D game from that era. Like, yeah. I think maybe if it had come out later, or like... Like Majora's that, Mask. <laughs> Yeah, or like that, uh, if the Mario 64 DS version had, like, been, like, a revamp of it and done, like, stuff that they did for the Ocarina of Time version on 3DS and the Majora's Mask for you to release on 3DS, like, I think that could have given it, like, a different life than it has right now, which is very, I think, one of the things that's interesting is that they never really tried to do that outside of that DS remake, quote-unquote. Right. That they've not tried and done, like, a quality of life re-release of it especially because when they put out that you know that that uh what is like the 
35 anniversary or whatever 35 anniversary yeah. collection of the 3d games like they didn't do anything to anything to it nope so like i think if they had ever done that or if they ever want to do that i think that would make the game better and give you a better experience than what you get now with just the base 64 version which is basically the only version you can really go out and play that's readily available like obviously the ds yeah. version is still out there but it's going to be a lot harder to find and it's probably going to be the version you're not going to want to play no it's not the version you don't want to play so like i think if they had ever decided hey let's do some work to this let's make the camera work a little bit better um make the controls just you know function just a little bit better i think you could take away the argument that it's aged poorly Mm-hmm. however with the way it is now because they have not done that work and the way we have to play this game is the n64 version mm-hmm. it's just a very rough game to go back to if you don't have that nostalgia for it or have had that experience with it in the past and you're coming to it with you know fresh eyes or like not necessarily fresh eyes but like you know of it but never played it or you know whatever scenario you want to bring up that is just you know you don't have the experience having played it 25 years ago mm-hmm. it's not to say it's like unplayable or anything it's just one of those things that you know you have to know what you're getting yourself into with this era of games in particular yeah yeah I mean we played Mario 64 uh, not Mario 64 Mario Kart 64 um, and we were both commenting on the fact that like those models look terrible when they're doing the like award ceremony Mm -hmm. like it's like they took the the idea from the super mario kart and just like haphazardly made 3d models of those models (laughs) and like i don't know i guess this is good (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah there are definitely things out there that was like oh god so like the 64 it it had moments where Things definitely are rough around the edges. Um, I mean, the 64 itself was not a console that you look at and go, wow, look at these amazing-looking video games. Because no, it just didn't have the power true. to do that. It did not. You know, Unless you having cartridges still there. compared to two other CD-based platforms, like, you're going to be behind the times. Yeah. I still love my 64. Well, yeah, of course, because you're a pervert. <laughs> What? <laughs> Don't call me a pervert. <laughs> My goodness. It's uh, a mean thing to say. I joke. Not pervert. Um, I mean, I'm, we're gonna we're gonna finish this at one point. Yeah. Because I wanna I wanna get it to get through to the end, and it'll, it'll be a fun time just you know goofing off and chit chatting while we do that. I do wanna. Yeah, I was I, having I a blast play- watching you play. Yeah, because I'm just a menace, and you're, like, just yelling the whole time, like, oh, God, you're going to die, you're going to die. Oh, God, why are you doing this? Oh, God. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wild, and um, I do want to play through Paper Mario, because that's a game I've also been interested in playing, and I've, like, bought on other consoles and just never played. That game's fun. I think that's going to, like, hold up better than this does. Obviously, it does. because it's not a 3D platformer. That's yes. going to help it, and also having a 2D style of art, again, is going to help it. Hey, you know what? Again, we're gonna. I think we said this before on this show, prior to this, but like, yo, 2D games on the the 64 and the PlayStation, 
were great looking art styles, and they just never did those because 3D was such a big fad. Not yep. fad, but like it was the popular choice at the time. Correct. It's a shame that there was less 2D games out there when that, that they looked so good on those platforms. I agree. Such a shame. But regardless, I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait for you to play Paper Mario. It's a really good game. Yeah, that's what I hear. And it's like a JRPG of Mario. Like, can't go wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, it's no Super Mario RPG. I mean, have you even played that? Like a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's one of those things I'm still surprised they didn't put out on the Switch, but I think they've stopped caring about the Super Nintendo and the Nintendo portions of the Switch Online stuff, so. Yeah, I think so. Considering uh, they're only putting out to... one N64 game at a time. Yeah, they would have to work with Square Enix as well on that. I mean, they, they worked with Square just... on the the NES Classic and the Super Nintendo Classic? Yeah. Yeah, because but... um, that's where I played Mario RPG. Um, last year was on my Super Nintendo Classic. But Nintendo's a weird company, so. Yeah, I mean, that's an understatement. Shrug shoulders on that. Anyway, look forward to hearing our Paper Mario podcast at some point. some point. It's the thickest bit. Yeah, I would assume so. (laughs) But yeah, Super Mario 64 is a video game. Mm-hmm. L is real 2401. What? That's on the, the statue. Luigi is real. He's in the game. Go unlock Luigi. Oh, no. I do like this statement on the Wikipedia page. It says, in 1996, IGN offered a prize of $100 if a player could find Luigi. <laughs> To no avail. Oh my god. It's because he's not there. A sultry $100 prize. <laughs> Woo! You know who is there, though? Ted. Ted is there. Do you, do you know who the secret character is? Mario with the blue hat from Mario Tennis. No. Koopa no. Troopa. No. Donkey Kong Jr. No. Bowser. Bowser's in there, but that's not who I'm talking Waluigi. about. Waluigi. <laughs> no! Um, Birdo. No. Jumpman. No. Um, Yoshi. Yoshi! That's another reason why this game's bad. Yoshi's not here. He is in there. That's not true. That's what's telling you is Yoshi's the secret character. Well, we're giving me Yoshi. Well, you have to get all the stars I want to punch Yoshi in the first. back of the head. You have to get all the stars, then you can have Yoshi. Well, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's too much work. Ripperoni. So if they had given you $100 for Yoshi, then, like, somebody would have gotten 100 bucks. Yeah, but that's, like, in the game. So, like, you can't do that. Yeah, they they knew. They knew. They knew they didn't have to pay up. True. Jerks. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyways, Mario 64, it's a video game. It's a video game. We've been having fun playing it. I've been making Al's life miserable by just being a Mario expert, and like I said, 
doing very apparently scary jumps that she thinks I'm going to die from every time. Oh my god, very scary jumps. And going completely order. Yeah. Why would so you play the game in the order. right order? That just that sounds boring. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you did go to the Boo area, and I do love the Boo area. No, I'm Boo. Boo. You you basically like went from Boo to the fire, did one thing in Hazy Maze, and there's like, all right, cool, I'm done. Gonna go hang out with Bowser now. Like, oh my god, you've done like one thing in the, the Womp Fortress. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing you did like to completion, well, you did Boo, the Fire, and the First World. I think those are the only ones you've done to completion, right? Sounds right. Sounds about right. Yeah. You like noped out of the desert one entirely. <laughs> I was like, nope, I'm out of here. Yep. I know this level's. F- <laughs> yeah, that one. I'm out of here. You can go in the pyramid though. That's fun. Yeah, but I have to cross the the sand. Mm, you can't cross the sand. You have to cross the the metally thing with the box. What? If same difference. I do like how Nintendo Power uh, did not give Mario 64 a perfect score. Wow. They gave it a 4.45 out of five, and I want to say that they knew about this game because they gave uh. For play control, a three point eight out of five. <laughs> oh, they knew. They, they knew. knew. <laughs> Shouts out Nintendo Power, but yeah. I mean, it's flying cap. That's all it is. The flying cap's bad. Uh, I mean that that also falls under camera control. The the movement being a little funky here and there. Should have maybe dropped that down to maybe a point point of two, maybe like a one point eight out of five. No. I think that's a little bit more fair. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> but yeah. We'll I'll eventually finish that and then cross that off the list. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. But uh, that's gonna do it for this episode. Mm-hmm. We talked about some news, we talked about an old game. And now I'll go sleep. Yeah. And uh, by the time you listen to this, Jared will be 32. That's too many years. Dude, I'm older than you. Like I said, too many years. Rude. (laughs) Anyway, happy birthday, Jared. Thanks, buddy. Yay. What else? What else? What other games are turning 32 this year? Oh, my God. Let's check it out. Oh my god. This page decides to load. 1990 in video games. Because they are video games. There's too many pages. Oh god, so many things. Why am I getting a help button? Why did I hit the help button? I didn't hit the help button. <laughs> help! 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 I need some help! <laughs> I've fallen and I can't get up! The Super Famicom is because it will turn 32. Oh snap. The Game Gear. Turns 32. Metal Gear 2. Turns 32. And of course, you know, one of the greatest games of all time, Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Important things. Mm-hmm. Came out in 1990. Me, the Super yep. Famicom, and Super Mario World. And also, hang on. 
there was something else I saw. But this page is going to load again. Oh, God. Why did I do this? Why did I do this to myself? <laughs> oh, okay. It's Final Fantasy 3. I don't care about that. <laughs> Wait, the actual. Not the good. No, 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 no. no. Uh, actual okay. Final Fantasy 3. Not the good one. Okay. Right, right, right. That one was later. There you go. That's it? What? Those are the only things that came out? They That's the only things that matter. Okay. That's only true. things that matter. Okay. According That's to fair. me. All right. I believe you. You have good taste. Thank you. But that's going to do it for this episode. Mm -hmm. So if you'd like more from us, head on over to seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cool where you can find past episodes, this podcast, and other podcasts like Jared and Al Watch. You also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Anime Checkup. You can buy our books, One Shiny Moment, a critical analysis of Love, Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast early, and a wealth of bonus content as well. Mm -hmm. Next week, we'll talk about something else, and hopefully there's no weird, wild video game news that we have to be like, oh, God, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>